see the lyrics on that. Where are we at? Okay. So, yeah. Hello, peace. Hello, joy. Hello, love. Hello, strength. Hello, hope. It's a new horizon. How many of you guys could really use that today? Is there anybody other than me could just use what it's talking about here? Peace, joy, love, strength, hope. Anybody else just really want that? Okay, all right. Let's look at the other words. Goodbye guilt. Goodbye fear. Goodbye guilt. Goodbye shame. Goodbye pain. Goodbye grave. It's a new horizon. How many, how many of you could use to get rid of those things? I think the more appropriate question would be how many of you are willing to part with those things? Sometimes we walk into a place like this and we carry so many things like guilt and shame and fear and pain. But it's become our identity. And we don't really want to give it up. We just want a few moments peace from it. So we come to the altar and we lay it down and we say, man, it feels so good to get rid of this. And then we say, well, but that time's over. And you grab it back and you put it back on your shoulders and you walk out the door. And I believe what the Lord's laying on my heart to tell you is that God wants to bring lasting peace. God wants to bring lasting hope. God wants to bring lasting joy. Not just a moment's freedom from it, but freedom for a lifetime. Amen? And so I was going to preach on part two of the uh, Reset series. I'm going to do it real quick. Here we go. Talking about reset, getting back to the basics. Why do we do what we do? Last week we talked about why obedience. This week I was going to talk about why, we're, why the word. So here we go. Get your notepad out. The reason why you need the, the word of God is God's word sustains you, God's word defends you, and God's word directs you. Done. Okay? Here's what the Lord's laid on my heart for today. Philippians chapter 4, and you've heard it. I, I may have even preached on this here before. I don't know. Start, they're all starting to run together, to be honest with you. Paul's telling the church of Philippi all these different things that they need to be doing. And you got to understand where Paul's writing from. He's, he's at the tail end of a prison sentence here. And you got to understand where the people receiving these letters are hearing that Paul, the guy leading them, is in prison for his faith. They're also hearing about all the things that are happening in Rome right now. That there are, there are Christians being used as human lamps. That Nero would set fire to their bodies to light the entire area so that they could continue to build the city that Nero was trying to build. Did you know that? And this is, this is as that's going on. And he says this. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So maybe I've shared this, this scripture with you before. But I know my brain leaks, and I've met some of you. I for sure know some of yours does. 
So let's look at it again. The very first thing it says, be anxious for nothing. So what are you supposed to be anxious for? Nothing. Nothing. And so you may be asking yourself, PT, does that include my marriage that's on the rocks? It seems like it falls into it, right? PT, does that, we're on, the, we're on the verge of financial collapse in our family. Does this mean I'm not supposed to be anxious for that? It's what it looks like. PT, I've gotten a diagnosis that's really troubling and I'm really scared and I don't, wanna, I don't want what, what it is that the, the diagnosis is saying. I don't want that for my life. Should I not be anxious about that? And here's the thing, I didn't make this up. He's saying be anxious for nothing. So whatever it is that you're going through, he's saying to you, do not fear. But doesn't that just sound a whole lot easier said than done? I'm going to be honest with you. You know about what happened with our daughter daughter Jillian just a couple weeks ago. I've been going through some health things myself. I, I I had to go to the doctor and, I, and there were three trouble spots in my, in my body that I told them about. That there was clearly a hernia, that clearly my shoulder was jacked up, has been since college, and then my knee was messed up. It's already been operated on once. And by the time I left that doctor's office, she had felt the hernia, she had heard the sound of my knee tearing like paper when I, when I bend it, and she's felt how my shoulder just pops out whenever I want, right? And she's like... You're looking at definitely one surgery, possibly three. Okay. Try, being, try not being anxious about that. Try not worrying about that. I've got a, I've got a 10-year-old special needs girl that, that, can't, that can't lift herself up into our van. She's getting big. She's getting tall. That's my responsibility. Now I'm not going to be able to lift for weeks and weeks and weeks. How's this all going to work out? But we, you know, be anxious for nothing. So we try to be anxious for nothing. And, and um, we, were, we were here for uh, the week of prayer. And I, I was able to make some of those. I hope some of you were as well. And we were, they were praying over me. And they prayed for healing. And none of them knew that I was going through these things. And so I got, I got, uh, I got an ultrasound. And I got shots of my knee and my shoulder. And they were taking a look at it. And they're like, uh, yeah, you don't have any hernia. And, um, and your knee and shoulder problems can be solved with therapy. And I'm like, well, y'all can keep your therapy. I know how to do that. I'm not going over there. Thank you. And so what are we supposed to do in those moments? That is hot. Thank you, Wes. It says to be, be, thank, be anxious for nothing. So how on earth do we pull that off? When it says things like, fear is not my future, how are we supposed to pull that off? When it says things like, goodbye fear, goodbye guilt, goodbye shame, how are we supposed to pull that off? The answer is in the following parts of the scripture. It says this, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Let's stop right there. There's a difference between prayer and supplication. But God calls us to both. He calls us to that conversation with him. Have you ever, have you ever have a kid where like if you want to get them to spill their guts, all you have to do is get them in the front seat of the car? Yeah, I have one of those. 
If I ever, if I ever just sense that she's struggling, I'm like, hey, let's go for a ride, and then blah. Because it creates that place of conversation. Creates that place of conversation. And sometimes when I'm just, when I'm just dealing and I'm anxious, I go to God and I talk to him like he's sitting in the front seat of the car. And I'm spilling my guts to him. And I'm pouring myself out to him. And that is, that is prayer. We are taking those things to him. Then there's supplication. And supplication is taking, petitioning the Lord. If you, look at, if you look at a petition, it's a legal thing in the court systems when you petition something. That is taking your official request to God. And he says, he says to, com, the, to combat your anxiety, to combat your fear, to combat, to combat the things that you're anxious about, you need to have a, a com, conversational relationship with God day in and day out. It actually says pray without ceasing, right? That means you should be in constant conversation with God. Do you look silly when you're driving down the road and you're standing there talking to, you're sitting there talking to God and, and the person beside you is looking and you're answering yourself and talking to yourself? Yeah. Does it matter? Absolutely not. I'll look stupid to get a little peace. But in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, and that right there is absolutely huge. When we address God about the things that we're going through, friends, I think it would be so good for us to address God from the place of a thankful heart, to address God from a place where we're just so grateful for who you are, and we're so grateful for what you can do. Listen, I've heard it said many times, I don't know what God's going to do in this situation, but I do know what he's capable of. And so I'm going to thank him like he's going to handle it as he is capable to handle it. Right? Having a heart of thanksgiving literally changes everything. Have you ever noticed that? What you view your, what lens you view your life through changes everything. If you view your life through the lens of entitlement, you will always be miserable. If you view your life through the lens of your frustrations and your fears and your worries, you will always be frustrated and worried and afraid. But if you view your life through the lens of a grateful heart, because God is good, not for any other reason, not because he's given you what you wanted. He doesn't have to give you what he want, what you want. Unless you want more of him, then he's bound by his word to give you more of him. And he does that. But if we would be the people who would just be grateful for what God's already done, grateful for his love, grateful for his mercy, grateful for his integrity, grateful for his purity, grateful for his provision, long before we see the evidence of those things, it changes everything. And this is how, this is how this happens. Yes, you have things to be anxious about, and they're real things. PT, are you telling me it says to be anxious about nothing? You say these things aren't nothing to worry about? No. No. Your health problems, they're real. Your marriage problems, they're real. Your job problems, 
they're real. The question is, what lens are you looking at them through? You looking at it through the lens of fear, frustration, doubt, and worry? Are you looking at it through the lens of a grateful heart because you know the character of God and you know that he loves you no matter what's going on in your life, that he has your best at heart? This is what makes not worrying and not being anxious possible. And there's God's part and there's our part, right? So when we're going through a time of anxiousness, there's our part and there's God's part. Our part is to do exactly what it says. Be anxious for nothing, okay? I'm doing that. I'm trying. I'm still struggling with it. And understand, it's a journey. It's a process, right? That's, I'll take that amen right there. It's a process, right? So I'm going to do my best to not be anxious. And in everything, I'm going to pray. I'm going to be conversational with God. I'm going to tell him what I'm thinking. I'm going to tell him what I'm, what I'm feeling. I'm going to tell him what I'm, what I'm worried about and what, what I need. And I'm going to listen to him. And that's where we go wrong. Our conversation with God is so often one way. It's like, we, it's like we, we're driving down the road and we're talking to him like he's in the front seat. And we spill our guts, and then we pull into the drive, and we're like, oh, God, that was awesome. Thank you so much. And we leave him in the front seat, and we go on our house. But how many of you know that God wants to speak into your, your relationships, and he wants to speak into your situations? He wants to speak into your worries and your doubt and your fear. Amen? So when we do those things by prayer and supplication with a thankful heart, coupled together with a grateful heart, not because of your character, not because you've done anything, but because you know who he is and that he is good. He's a kind God and he rewards those that diligently seek him. Then what happens? Let's look at the next part. And the peace of God. Let me stop right there. God is the origin of peace. You may find those things in your life which give you temporary peace for the moment. You may find it in all kinds of things like yogurt, where you know you like, you like stretch yourself all weird. It's yoga, I guess, not yogurt. Sorry. You may find it in things like that. You may find it in lighting some incense for like, you may find it until the incense burns out and then so does the peace. There are all kinds of counterfeits out there. But the origin of peace comes from, from the heart of God. And so that kind of peace, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, blows my mind. The peace of God, peace originates from his heart, that surpasses all understanding. That means though I shouldn't have peace, though I shouldn't be okay, Though I should be scared to death, though I should be freaked out, though I have absolutely no reason to have peace in my heart right now, for some reason, that peace is all I feel. That peace is all I have. That peace is flooding my soul. Because there was God's part and there was our part. Our part was to, to trust in him, 
not worry, not be anxious. Take our prayer to him, take our supplication to him, have a grateful heart, and then there's his part. My peace I will extend to you. That peace that comes from me, that originates in me. Me as God, I've got the blueprint on it. I created it. I've got the patent on it. And I will pour it out on you. So it says, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, that though you shouldn't have peace, you do, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. So let's talk about that for a second. It will guard your emotion. It will guard your worry. It will guard your fear. It will encapsulate it with his love, mercy, grace, and peace. But doesn't just do that for your emotions. Thank God he does, right? Thank God he does. More than that, though, it says that he will also guard our mind. Because he knows our mind is where the whole entire fight happens. Amen? Those nights where it's late at night and you turn off the lights and you try to go and go to, go to sleep, but your brain will not shut up. Anybody ever been there before? And it can be something devastating like, it can be something absolutely, it can be something absolutely devastating because something that you're dealing with, something that you're worried about, or it could be things like, where does your lap go when you stand up? You know what I mean? Like anything and everything in between. Have you ever wondered? <laughs> Any, anywhere and everywhere in between. But God also will encapsulate your mind with his peace and his strength and his mercy and his grace and his kindness. That's who he is. And it's because we know that he will flood your life with those things that you cannot be anxious. We cannot be anxious because we know that we've done everything we can possibly do and now we leave it in his hands and because he's the one holding it, we have that peace. That peace is all, that passes all understanding. He gives it to us and he guards our heart and he guards our mind and he moves us forward in him. So maybe you're here today and you're hurting and you're struggling and you're dealing with those things that we sang about. Pain and fear and doubt and worry and guilt and shame. Some of these things have been thrust upon you and some of them have been self-inflicted. No matter God says, if you will have a relationship with me that's conversational, if you will pour your heart out to me, and you will, you will trust me, and you will bring your requests to me, and you will look at everything through the lens of a grateful heart based on my character and not your circumstances, then I will flood your heart with peace that you don't understand because you shouldn't have it. And I will guard your heart and I will guard your mind. And not only will I do those things, I will absolutely shock you with what I can do. Does anybody else want that? Yes. We're living in a time that is so hard right now. In, 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 in the scripture, Jesus actually says, don't worry about tomorrow for you don't know what a day will bring forth. Sufficient is a day for its own worry. Tomorrow's going to come with its own worries. Tomorrow's going to come with its own fear. Tomorrow's going to come with its own doubt. 
But today he calls us be anxious for nothing. And lean into him and let him fill us with his peace. Are you struggling today? Did you carry fear into this place today? Can we get to the supplication part? I want, I want all of us to stand up. All of us to stand up. I got some pastoral staff in the room. I want you to come up here and get ready to pray. I've got prayer partners here. I want you to come up and get ready to pray. Maybe you carried fear into here. Maybe you carried worry in here. Maybe you carried doubt in here. Maybe you carried guilt in here. Maybe you carried shame. Can we just exchange that for what God has for us? Peace, love, mercy, grace, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, the fruits of his spirit, the fruit of his spirit. Can we, can we exchange it? That means we got to be willing to let go of it and pick up what he has in store for us. So I'm going to pray in a second, and they're going to get right back into the song that they've been singing. I think it's a powerful one. And if you're here today and you need prayer, you need supplication, you need somebody to make a petition on your behalf, we're here. If you're here today and you just want to have a conversation with God all by yourself, the altars are open. Come join Come, come join him at the altar. The altar is the place where heaven and earth meet. Amen? And let the peace of God that surpasses all understanding flood your heart and guard your heart and mind. In Jesus' name. Altars are open. Let's worship God and let's pray. Father, we thank you that you offer us your peace, that you offer us your strength, that you offer us your grace and your mercy and your love. That in the middle of all the things, all the reasons we have to be anxious, and we have those reasons, God. We have those reasons. In the middle of all those reasons to be fearful, in the middle of all those reasons to be anxious, I pray that you would meet us and that we would greet you with a grateful heart. And let your peace flood our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on, if you're dealing with some things and you just need that peace, make your way up here. Let's go after God and let us pray for you. Let's worship God.